You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. talking with Ivy Pierce of India and Ivy. I love learning more about how Ivy's interior design background, a love for textiles, and a trip to India inspired her to start this brand. We talk about what makes it so special and what it was like launching during a pandemic. Stay tuned and learn more. All right. So let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do. Okay. Um, my name's Ivy Pierce. I live in Oklahoma City, but I am originally from Fort Worth, Texas. Um, by day, I am an interior designer. I've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, I have an interior design firm called Ivy Pierce Interiors. And my new, most recent, I guess you'd call it side hustle, is India and Ivy. And it is a block print lifestyle collection. I love that. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about what you were like growing up, what it was like. Were you decorating like your room back then or creating? (laughs) Like talk to me about how it was growing up and maybe if that kind of affects who you are today. I always tease my mom that she really should have known what my career trajectory would be as a young girl because I was always drawing like architectural plans of the Disney princess castles. So I would be doodling like princess Jasmine's palace, but in a section view or in a floor plan aerial view before I knew what that was. I mean, I was, you know, six or seven, something like that. And then I got to um, college and actually um, decided I was going to major in PR. Um, Oh, And it wasn't, I just, the major was not for me. I realized that after about six months and one of my friends told me, Hey, I'm, I'm going to switch to interior design. Why don't you? And I looked into it, thought it looked amazing. I had no idea that that was even offered at my university and Mm -hmm. I switched and it ended up just being a perfect fit. Um, I've always been a creative minded person, always into arts and crafts as a child and, my family has always taken me to antique shops and estate sales and auctions and things like that. So home design has always been, I guess, ingrained in my brain. It's sort of a passion, but I didn't realize that that was my career path until later in life. But so, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So so where did you study? I don't think you said. Um, um, University of Oklahoma. Got it. Okay. Awesome. And that's so funny that you started in PR and yeah. realized that wasn't for you. That's uh, my background is I PR. <laughs> I, I thought, I think like probably like most incoming freshmen, I thought, oh, this is going to be like Samantha Jones. <laughs> it was not. It was a lot of journalism and a lot more work than I, I had in mind. And then of course I got myself into a studio degree that also was a lot more work than I had in mind, but I love. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I have uh, my best friend. She is a home stager. Mm -hmm. And so she went to school for interior design and furniture actually. And 
I joke that a lot of people, I feel like the same thing. Like you think, oh, interior design, like that's going to be so fun. You're just going to pick paint colors. And, but it's like, no, there's a lot of measuring and technical stuff and all of that. Oh, my job now is a lot easier than my my school job. <laughs> you know, it's a lot fun. Definitely. So now tell me about, um, so you went to school, you studied design now. So what was your first career then? What did you do right after school? So my first, actually during school, my first internship was with Charles Fadre, who has now um, passed away. But he was this incredible designer. He was kind of, he was known as the king of French country. He Mm. sort of invented the American or popularized the American French country style. Um, And he happened to be based in Oklahoma, but his clients were all over the world. And I met him when he was doing the redesign of my sorority house for our centennial year. And he was, (laughs) he was there doing his install and he happened to be in the lunch line with his little cafeteria tray. And I walked myself over to him and said, excuse me, you know, Mr. Fatre, I'm a design student. And, um, he just asked if I would like to intern for him. And absolutely, I absolutely did. Um, so I interned for him for a summer and just learned so much more about residential design. Um, Mm -hmm. My degree was mostly commercial-based, so we were learning about how to design retail and hospitality and think spaces, healthcare spaces. But, you know, working for him, I just really realized that designing a home for a family is so fulfilling. All of his clients were dear friends, and I remember thinking, okay, this is what I want to do versus just, I mean, yes, healthcare design is incredibly important, and mm-hmm. we need that, but that sort of got me started on my trajectory of, of um, residential design. And so after college, um, sorry, this is a long-winded answer. No, you're good. Um, after college, I decided I wanted to stay in Oklahoma City because my now husband, but then boyfriend was in Oklahoma City. And I got a job with um, Pottery Barn Corporate doing um, nursery and children's room design. So that sort of started my my love affair with children's rooms. You know, I had no children at the time, but I just absolutely adored designing these children's rooms and nurseries. And I had a blast doing that. And that was so much fun and kind of has carried over a lot into my career today. Um, I worked for, after that, I worked for another firm for about four years and learned a lot and had wonderful experiences and uh, ultimately just decided that it was best to start my own firm, become Mm -hmm. a boss. And um, I've been doing that, gosh, it's been almost five years now. And Absolutely love it. Every day is different. I have amazing clients, wonderful projects, and it's just, it's so much fun. It's kind of a dream job. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that. Um, So now, what would you say your interior design style is then? I know you said, you know, when you were interning, you interned with someone who specialized in French countryside. Like, how would you describe your style uh, today? I would say traditional, kind of a, you know, the new traditional. Everybody's mm-hmm. calling it grand millennial these days. <laughs> I 100% um, identify as a grand millennial. 
So, but um, my personal style is very colorful, a little bit eclectic. I just absolutely love anything traditional, but with a little bit of a updated modern twist, you know, different fabrics, uh, newer colors, all yep. that. but I'm, I will, I have clients that are very contemporary, so I will do anything, but personally, I prefer a traditional project. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So now then where and like, why did Indian Ivy come into concept? Like what was the, the idea behind that? Yeah. Well, so I've always loved textiles. Um, I've always, you know, been obsessed with interior textiles. Meeting with fabric reps is just one of my favorite parts of the job. Um, so I've always been fascinated with block print and all Indian textiles. And um, in 2019, my husband and I were talking about starting our family and we, we love to travel. And we kind of looked at each other and said, let's go on one last sort of bucket list trip that we know we wouldn't dare take an infant on or young children. <laughs> and we kind of opened up our map and we we're talking about where we wanted to go. And to my surprise, he picked out India and I've always wanted to go to India. Never knew that he would want to. So you know that I signed up for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went um, for about two weeks and we had an incredible travel agent who knew my background and my passions. And she set us up on a lot of incredible textile tours. And, you know, we went to rug workrooms and textile workshops and just learned so much about the really rich history of textiles in India. Yeah. And I, of course, went a little overboard on the shopping while I was there, <laughs> you know, kind of was like a kid in a candy store and just bought, 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 bought all these great textiles and, you know, table linens and pillows and blankets and quilts and rugs and all these crazy things. And they make it really easy. They just ship everything. I didn't have to bring home anything in my suitcase. Oh, wow. So we, we get home and about a week later, all these packages start showing up from DHL. And my husband kind of looked at me and was like, Ooh, you maybe went a little overboard. Where are you planning to put all this stuff? on?" <laughs> And I had had, you know, friends reach out to me while we were on our trip, like, how do I buy this? Or how do I get that? Or I want to come and see all your goodies when you get home. So I decided I'd have a little trunk show at home and, uh, and just invited my friends and colleagues from around town. And it was a great success. Um, I ended up selling all of my um, table linens. And I was a little upset about it because I was like, oh, wait, I wanted to keep some of those. Yeah. I realized that was, you know, a big success and I needed to do something with my new knowledge of block print and my, you know, longtime passion of textiles. And um, so I kind of had that in the back of my head, you know, what am I going to do with this? And then um, I got pregnant with our daughter and um, was designing her nursery and really wanting to incorporate block print textiles into that. And, you know, the thing about nurseries is you really can't put anything in their crib these days. Pediatricians are all, you know, you you can't do bumpers and pillows and blankets. So the only, the only pretty part of their crib really is their sheets. Okay. I started to, I designed some sheets for her, some block print sheets for her. And I wanted to make them really beautiful because that was 
essentially the only pretty thing I could put in her bed. So that that sort of got into my mind as okay, maybe I ought to maybe I ought to make a business out of this. Mm-hmm. And I started developing, you know, the baby petting. And um, when when we when we started to quarantine, we were getting you know playing dress up every day. She and I, and I was dressing her in all these beautiful little sweet smocked dresses and just for a walk around our neighborhood like we do anywhere else. (laughs) And I kind of remember thinking, okay, this is so cute. This would be incredible in these, in these block print textiles that's on her bedding. Mm -hmm. So I found, did some research, found some vendors, pulled it all together. And basically it was my quarantine project. Because design was a little bit slow, you know, I was rolling from maternity leave into quarantine and nobody wanted me to come into their home, you know, yeah. for the first few months. So I was sitting there at home with a newborn thinking, I've got to figure out something to do, keep myself occupied. And this happened to be it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. That like the timing sounds like everything lined up perfectly and, you know, it- kind of sounds like it wraps everything together, like with your background from doing nurseries then mm-hmm. at Pottery Barn and that exactly. you know, now you have a daughter of your own and the interior design background. So that that's amazing. Yeah. It just sort of melds all of my favorite things together. I have always loved hostessing at home. All of my friends will tell you I'm the first one to volunteer to have birthday dinners at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I love to set a beautiful table. Um so that's really where the tablescaping came in. And it really does. You're right. You hit the nail right on the head. It just kind of wraps all of my passions together into one pretty little path. Definitely. <laughs> so now what were some of the first steps to launching it? Like, obviously, you went to India and you mm-hmm. brought all these beautiful things home. But then how do you go back and then start designing and contacting them? Like, talk to me about that process of coming from this aha moment yeah. into let's get it done. I had stayed in contact with um, the one of the vendors who I met over there. And actually, they are still our main um, vendor for table linens and fabrics today. Um, so I had been ordering um, fabrics from them to use in my interior design projects. So for drapes, this, that and the other, because the fabrics are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd been in contact with them. And I just decided, okay, I know that they can make all of these beautiful things. Let's let's see if they can make this bedding. And they did. Um, they made the bedding beautifully. Um, then I started asking them basically for word of mouth references for um, smocking artisans. And I learned that smocking is not is traditionally done in Chennai, which is near Sri Lanka on like the southeastern coast of India. Okay. Not visit Chennai. I would love to. But um, so all of my block printing is done in Jaipur. So I would ha- I did some research, found a couple different smocking artisans that I interviewed, found one who I really connected with and I loved and she specializes in, you know, custom traditional children's clothing creations. So and all her smock, you know, she hires um, only females and trains them and gives them fair wages and allows them to work from home with their children. So that really connected and resonated with me as a new mother. I had her do a couple of samples and 
that was <clears throat> that was it for me. I just knew that she was the right partner to work with. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really the next steps were getting my vendors in line and figuring out the production process and lead times and all of that and um, getting kind of designing the collection around the, the baby stuff. I just designed around things that I felt like I wanted. Yeah, You know, as a new mommy, I knew I would love a lovely quilt to lay down on the floor for tummy time or for outside time. I knew that, you know, the dresses truly were designed out of purely selfish motives. Um, I was, <laughs> you know, thinking, okay, I really love all of these pretty dresses that Heidi gets to wear. I want that, but in my size. So I just asked if she could make a traditional smocked bishop style dress in adult size. And she said, yeah, I can. That sounds a little funny, but let's try it and see how it works. And it turned out great. Um, I designed the dress to be reversible. The adult dress is reversible. So you can turn the back around and wear it, wear it kind of with an open neck if you're nursing, mm-hmm. which at the time I was. And it's just very loose and flowy and figure flattering for all women of all shapes and sizes, which is really what I was looking for at the time. So I hate to say it, but yes, it was it was sort of a selfishly motivated <laughs> design. <laughs> I love it. So now, how did you spread the word then? Okay, so once you, you got the designs ready to go and the products, um, now how did you, you market it? This has like really been a big learning curve for me. I'm definitely, um, definitely not a PR whiz by any means. I mostly just have been marketing on Instagram, okay. um, reaching out, you know, learning. I'm learning a lot about reaching out to influencers and presenting myself as a brand. Um, you know, I created a little lookbook, so I you know shot the styles, styled the styled the bedding, styled the tables. Um, shot all the dress patterns and then created a little lookbook that I sent out and um, really just tried to hype up the launch in February as much as I could. And it's slowly, slowly, but surely just been building in popularity ever since. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's going up, which is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, no. So I've just, um, it's a whole new world to me, this whole uh, Instagram marketing. <laughs> but I'm sort of learning it on the fly. Yeah. So it sounds like kind of it happened organically in some respect yeah. and, yeah. Um, you know, naturally, like you're not doing some huge campaign. It's just connecting with others that sort of have a similar style or aesthetic. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, it's a very, I realize it's a very niche product. Um, and there's, it's, it doesn't appeal to absolutely everyone. It's very feminine and very traditional, but which is my personal style. But there mm-hmm. are a lot of women out there today that also resonate with that. So it's your, like you said, it's been very organic in its growth. Mm-hmm. Is is what I can handle at the moment. You know, it's just me doing it. So. Definitely. So what has been your greatest success or what are you really proud of that you've done with the business so far? And it could be, you know, your interior design business or um, Indie Ivory. So it's up to you. I I mean, I think the success 
for me is is sales in general. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I get a sale that is not somebody that I personally know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> someone I know, a girl I know from college, or you know, it's just someone random that finds me on Instagram. I think is so cool. That to me is the biggest success. Um, I actually a funny story. Um, so my husband and I met this awesome couple on our honeymoon and we ended up hanging out with them for a couple days because we, we had the same wedding date and we were at the same hotel for a couple days. And, um, this was seven years ago Okay, in touch with them a little bit. Um, but we sort of lost touch for a couple years while everybody was having kids and all that. Well, all of a sudden I got an email from the, the woman, Lydia, and she said, mm-hmm. Hi. I had no idea you started this business. My best friend just sent me an Instagram link to your business and said, I feel like you would love these table linens. And she said, well, you're kidding. I know this girl. And yes, I do love this. <laughs> so she had no idea that we knew each other and they live in Virginia. I don't know the other girl. So that that was kind of a cute success story to me. Anytime I get good word of mouth, I think it's great. is a great success. Yeah, that's such a funny story. What a small world. (laughs) So on the flip side to that, then what has been the greatest challenge? Like what's been the hardest part? Well, definitely starting a business during a pandemic, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'd recommend it, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but really just my supply chain has, has been my biggest challenge um, with, with everything being 100% manufactured in India, their COVID surge has just been so devastating. We basically shut down production for about three months, um, which really has slowed down a lot of our, a lot of our process and a lot of our inventory, you know, um, that's, that's been really challenging. Thankfully things have opened back up again and all of our vendors are working again. Um, But that's, that's definitely been a big one for me. Um, I, there, yeah, sort of unavo- It was sort of unavoidable, um, but just in in how we handled it and um, managing expectations of you know clients. So, so for those that are listening that don't know, our dresses are one hundred percent bespoke and they're all pre order. So you get to choose your fabric, you get to choose your length, you get to choose the style of the sleeve that you like. And then, you know, we, we order the fabric and the smocking is done in India. Typically the lead time is about three months. Um, and it's been taking a lot longer, um, recently with the COVID surges. So we have, you know, I've been reaching out individually to all the customers who have been ordering for their children and kind of pivoting and saying what, what size we're expecting your dress to come in at this date. What size can we now order for your child? Because um, obviously they grow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just been. I think it'll get back on track, you know, this fall and winter. But it's just been an interesting learning curve. Yep. No, and I have um, a couple clients that manufacture their stuff in India. So, and even not just India, just the whole supply chain in general everywhere right now is messed up. It really is. I mean, it's been like that with my design business and. It's very frustrating, but there's not a whole lot you can do besides have a good attitude about it and just sort of accept that this is this is the way of the world these days. Yeah. <laughs> now, where do you get inspiration from, or who inspires you? 
Well, I mean, travel, obviously. I love to travel. Um, Haven't been doing that a whole lot lately. But um, also, you know, just being in the design business, other designers uh, are so inspirational to me. I love Mark Sykes and Amy Berry are two of my favorite designers that are, you know, of the sort of younger set, but they have that old traditional sort of grand millennial um, aesthetic that I really am passionate about. So I would definitely say interiors are a big inspiration for me as well. Mm-hmm. I love Amy. She's so talented. <laughs> Wonderful. Every, I think everything she touches just is precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, who would your dream customer be? Like if you could pick any influencer or any celebrity, like who would you love to wear your products or decorate their homes with it or set a table with? That's a good um, – these designers. I I think that to me, you know, I think a lot of brands are, are more interested in influencers or celebrities or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. To me, designers are my celebrity. So – Really, you know, any of the 8100 or, you know, traditional designers would would be just such an honor for them to order my product or use it in a use it in a home or or anything like that. I think other creatives are so inspiring to me that I think it would it would be really wonderful for me to see our products used. Definitely. It'd be an honor, right? (laughs) Absolutely. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? So how would you describe Preppy? What does it mean to you? Well, you know, uh, I used to think Preppy was um, Lacoste polos and this, that. <laughs> but now, I mean, I think more of when I hear Preppy, I think of a traditional design, a traditional aesthetic classic that never goes out of style is what I think of. Mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Girl in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have some um, like tips and tricks questions for you next um, that are kind of like short answers. First thing that comes to mind. So, what's one tip for entertaining? Um. So my mother-in-law actually taught me a great tip a long time ago. She lays out all of her serving pieces the night before a party. And labels them with post-it notes, you know, your, this dish goes in this, in this dish, Um, your gravy goes here, your turkey goes here, this goes, your salad goes in here. And then she lays out all of her serving utensils. And that way you're not scrambling the day of to figure out, oh, I don't have a ladle or I don't have salad tongs or this, that, and the other. Yeah, I love that tip. My mom actually uses that. And it also makes it easy because, you know, for others helping, like when I go over then for the holidays a little bit before everyone else, then I know what her plan was of what to put where and what goes in what. Exactly, exactly. And I've I've done without doing that before and it always ends up being chaos. And, you know, everyone always says a stressed hostess is not a good hostess. You need to be, yes. You need to be calm and unruffled and preparedness <laughs> <that laughs> helps me the most. Definitely. Now what's one tip that you have for decorating with color or print? For color, I usually tell clients and myself as well, I have done this in my own home, choose your favorite color or a color you really love. For me it's green and weave that throughout your home in every room. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean that you have to use like the same shade of green or even the same hue, but 
really, you know, you could have a, a, a soft green wallpaper in your foyer. You could do a, a emerald green lacquer in your dining room. Your living room could be all white with touches of soft, you know, sage on your pillows and this, that, and the other. And that, I think, just really helps your home feel cohesive color-wise versus versus a rainbow of all colors, which I also love, but if it's not as calming an effect and for pattern, I really, I love to mix patterns. Um, to me, the busier, the better, but I think you need to kind of start with, and this is general advice that I think a lot of other designers will tell you as well. Start with your hero fabric, if you will. And that's, you know, could be a larger scale pattern, a big floral or, something really cool and interesting and abstract and then pull off of that pattern for all of your other smaller patterns like like you're you know also pull in a stripe somewhere maybe a check mm-hmm. maybe a really tiny little geometric or a tiny dot or um you know a, a smaller scale floral and pull from the colors of your main hero fabric but i typically like to have just one really big bold pattern and everything else compliments that yeah you know I love those tips and I I live by the color one too and green's actually the color that I have throughout my house cool I love that yeah what are some of your favorite accounts to follow on social media whether I mean we talked about some interior designers that you love obviously but is there anyone else like that you love to follow that people should check out well your followers probably already know about her but I love to follow Sarah Bray West she has mm-hmm. Sarah Bray Bermuda hats I just absolutely love following all of her lifestyle posts and her gorgeous caftans and hats and I, I love supporting other small businesses run by young females so I think she's just wonderful to follow and also a great hostess and um I also recently love following Samantha Varvel. She is a young mom who lives in Connecticut, and I think she splits her time also um, in Provence. So her, her photos are just absolutely dreamy. She has the most adorable children. She takes gorgeous photographs, and it, she is as sweet as can be. She's been a great support for my business and really lovely to talk to. I love love to follow other other young moms who are they make it look beautiful I know there's yeah. rest behind them <laughs> behind the pretty images but but she makes it look great I love that yeah I follow along with her too she's yeah. okay. has beautiful style <laughs> truly now what is one tip that you have for wearing or decorating with black print in fall or winter I feel like a lot of us like associate it with spring and summer because most okay. of the time it's like a lighter cotton so how would you incorporate that whether it's in your home or in your wardrobe in fall um, mm-hmm. and winter I keep it in my home all year long and um, we are actually coming out with some great holiday prints for they're you know a little warmer and um, great for the holidays and winter for our mm-hmm. escapes and then as far as dressing I love to wear my dresses with tall boots or ballet flats and really kind of, I, I love dresses all throughout the year. That's just sort of my personal style. You can put tights under them. Um, also, our pareos are great as scarves. 
Oh yeah. You can just, you know, tie them up as a scarf with jeans and a white t-shirt and they're really versatile. Great for traveling also. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So boot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, what's your favorite piece on your site right now? Which I know you love everything, obviously. Um, But what piece right now are you really loving that people should check out? You know, I, I, I hate that I keep going back to the dresses, but they really are my favorite just because the artisanship and craft work in, in them is so intricate and beautiful. Each, each one of our dresses really does take three months to make. They are hand block printed, um, in Jaipur. So for, for those who don't know how block printing works, it's, it's basically a stamp motif or a a stamp that is cut out of a wood block and the wood block is dipped into dye and then printed on the cotton. All of our fabrics are organic cotton. So for a pattern that has three different colors, that takes three different stamps and each you have to allow for drying time in between. So the fabric itself takes so long to make and it's such a beautiful process. Um, It's very painstaking and it's done by these artisans who have learned this technique from, you know, their, their family members and their ancestors. And it's a really time honored tradition. And then from from there, we send the fabric to Chennai where it is smocked by hand, which takes hours and hours and hours. I um, personally could not ever do it. It's, it's a really difficult technique. My my mother hand smocked a piece for Heidi for, uh, for baby gift when she was born. She looked at me and said, I think I almost went cross-eyed doing this. You know, this is really, it's really difficult. Um, so it's, it's all done by hand by these wonderful women artisans. And from there, then it's finished into a dress and shipped to us. So really the amount of hands on each piece is really cool. It's not just made in a factory and we don't use screen printed fabrics or anything like that. It's, it's truly an heirloom piece. That's what I really try to tell our customers that if you order a piece for your daughter's first birthday, it's so special. You can then give it to your niece, you know, or her daughter. I really want these to be keepsake pieces that people save for their special, special keepsake boxes for their children. Mm -hmm. I love that. It sounds like a lot of thought and care goes into making each piece, which is wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Now, what's next for you? Like, is there any um, sneak peeks or something coming out that people should look forward to? I think you mentioned holiday table linens, yeah. but anything else? Well, a couple things. We, um, by popular request, have um, been developing some caftans that yeah. are, uh, uh, along with the supply chain problems, they're going to be a little late to uh, the summer party, but they're going to be available next month, which is very exciting. And then we also have a collaboration with Mary Everard of Mary and Crew. Um, it's a table linen collab. It's our first one to do with an influencer, and it will be coming out in time for the holidays. And she and I are so excited about it. We've been working really hard to get you know the perfect design and the perfect colors, and we're introducing a few new special pieces for tabletop that are not part of the collection right now. So 
that's going to be really exciting. Oh, I can't wait for that. I love Mary. She's the sweetest. Right. We just sort of bonded over uh, both loving, you know, vintage, vintage pieces to to add to our tablescapes. And um, she just is great with her home decor style. And we have sort of just bonded over Instagram and this collection just seemed like a natural fit for the two of us. Definitely. (laughs) So So my final question is where can people find you? Like let everyone know your Instagram handle, your website address, that way they can follow along and shop your products and everything in between. So for interiors, it's Ivy Pierce interiors. And for Indian Ivy, it's India and Ivy. The and is spelled out. Um, that's my Instagram handle and it's indiaandivy.com. So you can order, um, you can order everything from the website and you can follow along on Instagram. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Ivy. I loved learning about you um, and how special your products are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you asking me to join. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media.